Hey, you. Can I tell you a secret? I'm actually from the future, and I've traveled back in time to tell you that these first couple episodes might sound kind of bad. And that's because we were just starting out. So for episodes one through six, the audio quality isn't as good. But don't worry, as most things in life, it gets better. Starting with episode seven, the hottest sports entertainment thing in the world. Once again, this is a reminder from the future. We have social media now on all major social platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if that's your thing. And just wanted to remind you to give us a follow, a like, or even check us out. Now, I'll get out of your way and go back to the future and let you enjoy the episode. Have fun. Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to episode four of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts, George, Gabe, and Link. Today's topics is TV shows. So, let's jump right into it. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about five favorite TV shows. I'm excited uh, <laughs> about this list. My list consists of all of comedy shows. I love comedy so much, so that's what you're going to see on my list, just comedy. And number five on my list, I have Flight of the Concords. That's, that's a good right. one. That's, that's right. Grammy Award winning Flight of the Concords. Half of a Oscar, Oscar winning Flight of the Concords. I just love this show so much. If you've never watched it, it's about these two artists from New Zealand who come to America, come to New York to try to make it, but they're... There's, it's, it doesn't happen. They just have bad luck, a terrible manager. And it's, a, it's a show on HBO, very dry sense of humor, mm-hmm. um, super dry, but I love this show. Uh, it's actually, one of the cool things about the show is that Taika Waititi, who is now super popular everywhere, right. yeah, is he started working, you know, he worked on this show as well, as long as uh, James Bobbin, who directed the Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so it's it's it has a cool, cool cast of uh, people that worked on it that are pop that are popular now. So yeah, Flight of the Concords for me is my one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, so. I, you know that's super respectable. Like now that I I don't know why it didn't even pop into my mind, but it wouldn't make my top five, but I think it will definitely be on the top ten for sure because that that shows absolutely hilarious, and I think it's yeah. not a lot of people know about it. Exactly. Yes. So if I'm going to recommend the show to anyone on my list, it'd be Flight of the Concords because I want more exposure on it because I think it's hilarious. Super dry sense of humor. Um, you And you get and some of these people are very popular now. Mm-hmm. Like Jermaine Clements is pretty much not everywhere. He's not ubiquitous. But you see him in a lot of things now. So I, I should love these. And I love the, I love the band as well, the yeah. comedy duo. Right. Their music is what got Their me. Music, Their music, yeah. music was what got me into it. I remember you kind of introduced me into it. Uh, listening to it, and then eventually I started. I got into the TV show, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And what I appreciate about the show is that it's like you said, it's like the foundation of so much other stuff. Because mm. you mentioned like Bobbin's work, those Muppet movies are great. Like, reinvigorated yeah, yeah. my yeah. passion for the Muppets. And one of the one of the characters in the show, Brett McKenzie, yeah. does the music for the for mm-hmm. the Muppet, and that's where he won his Oscar for writing that song with uh, Ma- <laughs> Kermit. Ma- Ma- Muppet. No, everything is on. Oh, the, oh, the opening. Yeah, the, the opening. Song, yeah. yeah, he won that. He won an Oscar for that. So it's just cool how they all, you know, these people came out of nowhere, helped each other out, became popular now. And yeah. look at Taika Waititi just exploding everywhere. Yeah, so everything from Star Wars to Marvel. Marvel. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so yeah. good, yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, so that's my first. What about you, Gabe? What do you have on your list? All right, so starting off, I'm going to kick it off with some controversy. Uh, I have Game of Thrones on my list. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not conference controversial for me because I've never watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like those of you who've seen it, I mean, obviously George has seen it and um, lots of other people, but for me, this show just, I started watching when it first came out and 
I was like, what's going on? Like, I didn't really know what to expect. I, I just saw it. It were like HBO was blowing, like blowing out of, like out of the water with advertisement marketing. They were just trying to hook you. And, um, at that point I, I just, I'm going to watch the first episode and for like right off the bat, I was like, what is going on? I got like this fantasy type of Lord of the Rings type of feel from yeah. it. And I was like, right. Oh, an X rated Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Wait, so did you jump in right at the beginning? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a premiere, the the night of the the night it premiered, I remember watching it, and it's a true fan right there. Oh, <laughs> and so I, I kept up with it. Um, I think I I I kind of stopped a bit after season I think two, and like I I just wasn't watching week to week at that point. Mm. Uh, like I remember I ended up watching, I ended up catching up, watching the rest of it. But after that, that's like, probably why you like it so much. Cause what? Cause uh, you weren't watching it week to week. I think for me, season two and three, like the it was very, like the lows between week to week. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still a really good show at that point, but you can there's like a there's like a dissonance between season one. Oh no! Yeah, no, I I can I I agree, I agree with that, and then I then I think was when four is when I started to like watch it back up week to week. But you actually make a good point of uh, how watching an, a, a, sh- a show straight on affects it versus um, just kind of wait, having to watch like the anticipation that builds from week to week, mm. which I think plays into it in the later seasons when the show is gigantic. Every mm. like even like um, people that that weren't watching it when it first started just kind of get into it because of the hype. The hype mm. carried that show right. towards the end, and those like it created a lot of memories for me. Um, with many of my friends that necessarily weren't into the shows I was watching, right. but that was something that we could both that we both agreed on. Like, oh, this is this is great. And then towards the end, I was like, eh. like they they still enjoyed it, and like I still enjoyed the get-togethers. I remember uh, towards like for the final season, for season seven and eight, we were watching. The show would come on, and I would invite a bunch of people to my to my apartment. Right, mm-hmm. and we'd have we'd bring food, and it'd just be this giant gathering social event. And I think after, like, in, in, in the show, like, towards one of the episodes, like, one of the big episodes that was supposed to be, like, this is all what's, what it's basically been boiling down to. It was, like, the second or third episode in the last season. Right. The big battle. Um, I kind of already, like, felt like, okay, this show, I don't believe is going to meet my expectations. And I kind of, like, had already mentally prepared. So by the time it came, I was like, okay. Um, but I think for me... What I cherish most is the memories that I made with the people when I watched it, those things. And also, um, seasons four and five, Pedro Pascal was, yes. he was did great it? for yeah. me. Oh, wow. He's he a was big fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I, I try, I tend to look fondly on those things and, and I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to throw under the, I'm not going to throw under what the. What makes the, the show bad? Like, what's the, why is okay, that Okay, so we'll address that in a second. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it's great that you, that we can have this conversation because you're like reminding me of all that. Yeah, at some point it was like me and my inner circle, my friends and family getting together every Sunday Except to watch me. it. And like, I, I, you weren't here, right? That's true. Yeah. So <laughs> you weren't in town. You were living out of state. So That's we true. would get together on Sundays, and it, it was and it was it's what time was it at like a nine? Nine. Or so it's pretty late for a Sunday because all of us work Monday morning, but we would still make the time to be together by that hour. So that we could end our night at ten exactly. and go our separate ways, but but yeah, you know, and it, it's like the old school way of watching TV. Yeah, it's a watch yeah. party, like it, because it was so event driven, and that's how I got yeah. into it because I missed the whole first season, but I kept getting told about this show from people that wouldn't usually be watching a fantasy yeah. series, you know, and it was like, man, if everyone is watching it, then then I guess maybe I should be watching because if anything, I'm the target audience here, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I binged all of season one, and it was excellent. Then, like, the tragedies of season one, I won't, I guess. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, but in case Link ever watches this. Uh, the tragedies of season one, it was like, well, where does this show go from here? But I started watching it week to week. Oh, from I know they kill, they kill Vladimir. Yeah, Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a couple of other characters that yeah. are very significant. But um, and he was a high point. Ned Stark is a He's high great. point. Yeah, yeah. I think Drive I watched that episode point. when he yeah. like randomly. I'm like, wow, I like this guy. <laughs> right. I think he was, why does Boromir die all the time? Right. And I th- and I think the show did a really good job. Like yeah. uh, when it, when you first saw that, when you watch that first season, and that happens, it's just kind of like, oh, like did the main character just did they just kill the main character? Yeah. And it's 
it, you, it really... Bold move. It's, yeah. it's a bold choice, but then I think towards the, when the next season starts, you kind of just see it is a Game of Thrones. It's multiple storylines, yeah. multiple plot lines. Come, mm-hmm. It's just... Mm, okay. You see it from different perspectives yeah. because you're always like... you're not. It's not on one singular story. Yeah. It's not on one singular character. You're moving from different families, houses, um, factions, and I, I love that. Does and Pedro that, Pascal win the, the Game of Thrones? <laughs> so... Yeah. In order to respond to your question that you asked about what is it that makes it quote unquote bad, it's going it's going back to one of the, to the controversial part when Gabriel uh, like first introduced uh, this as his choice. It was the ultimately where the story ends up. So so I don't know how would you explain that you they built up something really really good. Um, and so over time you can kind of see like, it kind of starts to dwindle a bit, which I think would be as a result of the novels, the novels, not like they just move past them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I think fundamentally and probably almost everyone would agree. The main issue with the series is that it's based on a series of novels that haven't finished been writing. So the not, they get to a point and they're following you know, with some creative liberties, but they're following as closely to the source material yeah. as you can, but they move past the period where this show needs to end mm. and we're already out of book material because the series hasn't finished, but we're still, the book keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed and the show needs to and move yeah. forward. Mm. So the creators and the writers of the show have to make their own ending ah. with limited input from the writer because he doesn't want to show his hand the writer of the novels because he yeah. doesn't want to show his hand to JR. where the story ends ultimately yeah that, that's how it happens and I mean so the real villain is the author not HBO or the writers right because I mean, we're not ruined, you know come on you got, you're on a deadline I feel like I feel like that we would sh- I think Benioff and Weiss would share a bit of the blame mm-hmm. like yes like yeah. this guy's taking a very long time to finish these books and he's developing a video game now yeah and I was just like Finish your book, man. <laughs> like, come on. But yeah. And give... he's old, too. Like, he's yeah. died any time. No, he's doing it on purpose, man. He's gonna... I don't know if he's waiting for this to release posthumously or if he's just gonna troll all of us what and the book will never exist. Had it done. Yeah, he's a really good troll, though. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones for me, like, has that epic feel and just the, the fondness, the memories I have with the people watching it, the, the grandeur of it, definitely, for me, was, was a highlight. Yeah. Be- before we move on really quick, how have you... Avoided this show for so long, Link. Um, told myself I was going to watch it once it was done. Right? Because I don't like waiting episodically. Mm-hmm. Um, weekly for episodes. Which is why I'm struggling right now with some of the deep up Disney Plus stuff. But, you know, it's done. Oh, I can finally watch it. Oh, it's a terrible show. <laughs> you shouldn't. The ending yeah. is terrible. Yeah. It's just like, how can you ruin such a perfect show? I'm like, alright, now I don't have to. And I'll probably watch it, but it's not like... It's not like something I have to do. It's not right. a priority. Yeah, it's not a priority. Yeah, yeah. Right. This rule that you have, sometimes it annoys me, but I can really respect it because I know when Flash started, I was like, you got to watch this show. And you're like, ah, wait till it's over. I don't, I'm not really interested. And I go, and. No, because I watched the first six episodes of yeah. Flash. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay, I'm caught up. Let me wait because I don't want to. Yeah. And then it ended up paying off because the show. Yeah, fell eventually, off. In, you know, in my opinion, others still enjoy the show, which is fine, but yeah, it's like kind of not must-see TV the way that... That's not what it was when it started. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to share my first pick, and I'm guessing it might be on some of your list. Oh, or maybe not, because it's so new and so recent, which may be controversial. I've talked about how I try not to include, especially if a series is currently still in its run. Yeah. But I couldn't ignore just how significant this was for my life. It's The Mandalorian. Oh, so great, man. I, yeah, I can't say anything about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's perfectly respectable. Have them is on it on list. anybody else's list? No, my list is all comedy. Not okay. Right now. All right. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. So, basically, a live action Star Wars show is the dream that I've had since I was a child. Agreed. You know, uh, we I only had those three movies. Um, there was nothing else. You know, there was comic books and video games and 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 novels, but like canon and. The only source material was those three books. And Lucas had been talking about a live-action show for years and years. And you hear about how it'll cost, you know, a million dollars per episode. And it's it's not feasible. No one will ever fund it, you know. 
Um, so we get Clone Wars, which is awesome and oh, excellent, cool. yeah. you know, but it's not a live action show. It's the closest thing I ever thought we'd get to a show. To, to, so to see a show that literally costs like, what, $10 million an episode, something like that? Yeah. I think that's what they were saying. Um, and that's just cinematic. It's just, and also it's the thing that keeps kind of like the engine of Star Wars moving in this generation. Yeah. Because, you know, the the fandom is divided on how they feel about each of the different chapters in the new trilogy and the trilogy as a whole. But the Mandalorian is like that uniting thing. Like, no, look, we still, we can still make, you know, we can push forward in a new direction with still so much of like the classic aesthetic and storytelling mechanisms. Like, it's so Star Wars. The show is so Star Wars. And... I have very little doubt that it's going to end strong. Uh, you know, you can be proven wrong, but it's just so good, and I enjoy it so much. You say that again, you don't think it's going to end strong? No, I have very little doubt that it won't oh, okay. end strong. Okay. Yeah, definitely will. Like, I don't see it falling off a cliff. Okay. So, I have faith, and again, my faith can be broken. You know, nothing is certain in this world. But I have faith in a way that I don't, like, trust anything while it's still going on. I don't think the show is going to lose its essence. I think I think they'll cut and run before then, Yeah. if anything. Yeah, I think going back to my previous weekly Game of Thrones, I think I, I kind of felt that a bit in this is such a great show, and I kind of lost faith. as like there's so many different things out there that kind of end up falling off personally right. for me, and Game of Thrones for me was a big one. Like, it, it hit me. It kinda, in a way, like, it was, it's carved me in a bit where it's like, I don't really trust anyone to end things properly right. anymore. But I, I, I share I share in your assessment that I think they're going to do a great job. I think they're going to know when when is the right time to end it, continue mm-hmm. on in a different way. Um, but one thing I would like to add about The Mandalorian, which I absolutely love and gave me literal tears watching some of their episodes, I think that the live-action Star Wars show, I mean, that we've all basically all been waiting for, the fact that week to week, it would um, basically push, it would show you new Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. In a matter of days. Things that we would have to... Open up the world. Exactly. In a way that... Things that we would have to wait for three, like before it was like, what, 20 years? Right. And then a couple after that. So like, things that we would have to wait, we can see that in days. Mm-hmm. And there's so much stuff coming out now, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. in a later episode. But... I agree. The Mandalorian is is really up there for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's some of the best Star Wars <laughs> we we're getting at the moment. Yeah, because for so long, like Star Wars was so linear, and we we're always like, let's open up the world, let's see the yeah. underworld, let's see, you know, crime, bounty hunters, agriculture, you know, like regular stuff, and you get to see that. You get to go off the beaten path, which you know, for a long time, Star Wars fans, you've experienced through other mediums, but never through like live action. Mm. Another thing I want to add is is seeing Pedro Pascal. His performance, yes, we don't see his face, but having... I mean, you see his face. Though. I mean, eventually you see his face, yeah. But, um, but the majority is in the mask. Right. And But for me, it was a special moment because having... And this also happened to me watching Rogue One with Diego Luna. Having a Hispanic, having a Latino actor like be like a lead in a Star Wars yeah. project, that for me was huge. I seeing Diego Luna and Pedro Pascal, Oscar Isaac as well, yeah. Oscar yeah. Isaac, yeah, like those those types of things, and like I love their relationship, their friendship it is awesome. Yeah. But seeing those things, like it really made, um, it really drew me in as well. It was another thing I didn't expect because for the longest time I love the characters that we've seen in Star Wars, yeah. But it it gave me something that I really didn't know that I necessarily wanted, and. It from that like the choices the choices that they made with him as a character and his performance have been great so far and I mean him and him and uh, Grogu that that last episode his, ooh, ooh, that last yeah. episode oh man how do you not cry when you watch it's, that last episode it's beautiful yeah and that's all I'll say about that yeah you, you cry say. tears in Star Wars you'll always have Bail Organa by the way our first, I think the first Hispanic Star Wars character no. As a lead. I mean, yeah, yeah. As, as a He'll lead. be on the Andor show, right? Which I'm really excited about. Yep. Yeah. Is he so. going to sing? I hope so. Is it going to be a musical? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, talking about shows that fell off, 
Uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is Arrested Development. Oh, I yes. love this show yep. so much. You know that. <laughs> you know how many times I rewatch the show. Like you tell me, oh, you should watch this show. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Arrested Development. Yeah, it's literally like, oh, I can't because I'm watching Arrested <laughs> Development. It doesn't matter what part of the year I tell him this. Yeah, I love this show so much. I think seasons one through three are like the best, some of the best comedy I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then season four and five, I was like, oh, okay. how can you? How do you go from there to there? You get me? Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, I just love Arrested Development. I love all the characters. I love uh, the writing as well and how they're so, it's so good. The foreshadowing in it, the whole the whole Buster and the claw thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I love that show. It really is a smart show. It, it's, yeah, I think it's genius. I love the, I'm just surprised how it went, you know, how it actually, how it fell from grace. Yeah. I don't understand that. You know, you have the same you have the same creator working on seasons four and five. I'm not sure how, what happened there. That it, those last two seasons aren't so good. I think sometimes you try to like strike oil twice in the same place. Mm. Like it's it's just like unfortunately it had its end with this cancellation, and then just too much time passed. Yeah, where everybody was in a different place and working around all those yeah. elements and trying to get the series to work. It's just. The, the availability wasn't there, so they kind of rode around it, and it just it wasn't the, it same. Wasn't the same. You couldn't recreate it, and that's what made the, sh- the seasons one, two, and three so well is that yeah. the ensemble cast, they yeah. were just great with each other. And like their the, chemistry, their chemistry, yeah. The episodes where they're at, you know, the the mom's house there, mm-hmm. like partings and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just great, I and re- you didn't get to see that in the la- la- latter seasons. Yeah, I really enjoyed, like like you said, it's a very smart show. It's very witty. But I also like the family aspect of it because I feel like you can people can kind of relate to like if they have a, like if you have a big family you can kind of see like the craziness of the different people and the yes. interactions yeah. the the outlandishness that is Job and and seeing Michael have to um, basically take it all in and also do his own thing while trying to keep his family together when they're literally driving him insane they're like. He's like the one sane person, but at the same time, he has his own like moments where he just like breaks off. Yeah. Right. And I just I think that's genius, and I I agree that it was very close to making my list. Yeah. So I love this show. It's great. The reason it didn't make my list was because of that like the inability to sustain all the way to the end. But the other part of it is that unlike Link, I can watch this show over and over because sometimes it's frustrating for me because I I feel that I've been in the Michael situation. Yeah, you are the Michael. <laughs> And it's like, there's every member of the family, I'm like, there is a type of this in my family. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can't, this sits too close to home. Who are we? Um, we'll save that for <laughs> another discussion. But yeah. I get it. What about you? So next up on my list, I have a, a show that's actually very uh, personal for me. It's uh, Firefly. And that show... I mean, it's a cult classic now, mm. but I mean, when it, it's only one season, of course, and then the, the film, but that show, uh, my, it's my, one of my, it's one of my dad's favorite shows as well. Yeah. And he's the one that got me into it. And Same. it's just a lot of memories just watching it with him. Um, a lot, uh, the rewatchability we had, we'd watch it all the time. It was like rest development for us back, mm. back then. And, and it was just something that I could really enjoy and, and memorizing the lines and the jokes and. And seeing all like just the like as well the chemistry that they they all had and then where the story went it's, it's a shame it only lasted one season, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad I was able to to experience that and I, I really enjoyed the movie as well and the continuation of the story, but yeah that that show for me like, but after after the show like playing the games like the, the RPG games. Um, there's the books and comics as well. That show was just it was very special. It, it lived beyond what it was given. Um, and unfortunately, Fox canceled it. But, you know, people carried on for them. And uh, I hope one day... I mean, it's pretty much dead for me at this point. But yeah. but the, ho- the hope one day, like, so we'll get something from it again. I know there's a, there's a comic supposed to be coming out, something like that. But to have the cast reunited in some form, like, some way, um, that'd be a dream. Do I think it'll happen? Probably not, but... Fox is canceling our favorite shows. Yeah, you know what though? I think sometimes it is tragic when such a great, like, creative um, property ends so abruptly. But at the same time, there's something about 
like the legacy that that leaves yes, right? behind. Yeah. Like you, 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 you go out on top. You're like the James Dean of sci-fi, and it's like you appreciate it that much more because it's only X amount of episodes, and you're never gonna touch it again. So it will always be perfect. Yeah. You know, and then and then life moves on. Like I don't know if you'd even same thing. Like if they did do something in that universe, could they even be could able to recreate, recreate it because yeah. of the people that we've lost and like the age. You know, people have you know. Josh Whedon being canceled. <laughs> that that true, you know. So it's like there's too many clouds hanging over it, and sometimes it's nice to just have it finished. I had a weird relationship with this show because I saw Serenity first. Oh, um, okay. But I didn't even know about Firefly, so I was like, "This is the worst movie ever." There's no character development. <laughs> like, well, why is the action just starts like 15 minutes into the movie? Who are these people? What is going on? I remember you telling me that that movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. And growing up, that was my oh, movie sucks. Yeah, but then it was like, don't you know that's the sequel to Firefly? I was like, why is it called the same thing? Oh, licensing, blah blah blah, Universal Fox, mm. and all that. But it was like, oh, then I watched Firefly, loved it, and then I'm like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> so, no, it's that's a show. I actually haven't watched the show either. Oh, uh, two shows that you mentioned that I haven't watched. But I heard so many good things about the show, and it's mm-hmm. only one season, and right. it's great. And Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Yes. It's peak. peak Captain Malrin. Yeah, so yeah, I got I gotta watch it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, my next title is, and I'm pretty sure um, nobody else has this because I think I might be the only one with an animated series on my top yep. five shows. Yep. Okay, so it's Batman the animated series. Mm. Mm. And this is like Emmy Award winning. This was I remember they had, um, they had nighttime specials when I was growing up. I got to see I got to experience this as a kid. I got to experience this when it came out. So it was like, you know, it was event driven. It was like it was appointment television. I had to make sure that I was home from school. That my bus route got me there before you know the episodes aired. Um, you know, it it basically shaped what I thought an animated series could be. Like, we talked about anime. We talked about our love of anime. This was the first time where I was like, here is a serialized, like, serious drama series in animation. And it was, I mean, it was a huge contrast from the Batman I grew up watching before that, which was like the old... The comedy know, one? Could, yeah, the comedy series with Adam West. So, Batman the Animated Series, it's also the foundation for the DC Animated Universe what would become Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, which is one of my favorite series of all times. Almost mm-hmm. been my list as well. Yo, yeah. So good. But Batman is that foundation. It's like you can't really appreciate everything that goes on in those series if you don't start with Batman the Animated Series, you know? And then how it transitions to Batman Beyond later. Like, and they were always subverting my expectations because it was like they changed to the Superman animation style and i was like no they ruined it the gothic style from no those some of the stories they tell in the in those last that last volume um how it's collected now i remember those yeah Yeah. that's how i watched them yeah they're real they're so good they're so defining um they're defining that's the thing about this series is that it defines the characters harley mr freeze uh mr freeze is so poetic yeah yes and then you have Arnold. <laughs> it's well, like so different. Well, because the thing is that a lot of people don't realize is that what we understand of those characters comes from this show. Yeah, exactly. Mister Freeze was more Arnold than he was, you know, exactly. Batman the Animated yes. Series until this show. You know, there was no Harley. You know, everything we know about Harley comes from this, this show, show. Yeah. and then obviously it's grown Who's and changed. Created Harley. You know, and like everything, like Poison Ivy, Clayface, a lot of it is like Rachel Ghoul. It's characters from the past brought back into, like, this generation. Mm-hmm. And now they're all, like, A-listers. Like, they're all oh, A-list yeah. villains. Batman has the best rogues gallery. Right yeah. 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 And and a lot of that is the show. Because I don't think I had ever read a Rachel Ghoul story until, you know, mm. until this time. It had been years since they, they used them, if I'm not mistaken. So, this show just redefined animation. It, I mean, it got serious cred, like, awards. It redefined... It redefined television for me. Yeah. At the time, so Batman anime series. I agree. I think it's a standard through which through which I judge a show like an an animation show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right. right. I'm trying. I was trying to think the other day. What's the bat? What's the anim- What's the Batman animated series of my generation, right? Because 
or, or Gabriel or close yeah we're close yeah, yeah right, right? And that's how it is. Like I'm like, all right, what's it's 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 for me. It's a uh, it's what I compare it to. Right. I compare all these shows to it. Like this is how good it is. Right. So yeah, man. And then the only the voice acting is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You have Tara Strong. You have Mark Hamill as the Joker. Like every time I read a Batman comic book and the Joker's in it, it's Mark yeah, Hamill's voice. voice. It's yeah. Mark Hamill's Mark voice. Mark Hamill is the Joker and Kevin Conroy is my Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna read a comic book in a Heath Ledger Joker way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in a Mark Hamill way. Right. So yeah, I love that. I love that show. So good. I remember when I found that out, <laughs> that, that Mark Hamill was the Joker. I remember I was just on Wikipedia and I was like looking, and this is like kind of when like, uh, Force Awakens was about to like drop. Uh-huh. And I'm like kind of like getting back into everything. I'm just like, I'm, let me look at what he's done. And I see all the shows. I'm like, he was in this? He, he was in Avatar? Yeah. He, and I finally used the Joker and I'm like, Luke Skywalker is the Joker. <laughs> yeah, and I watched the show through and through, and right. like I, I memorized that voice, and I'm just like, and like once I put two and two together, I'm just like, oh my god, that's him. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker is voicing the Joker, and and I agree. Whenever I read comics, or I feel like yes, Heath Ledger's performance is astounding, and yeah, it's and it's a one of a kind. But Mark Hamill's Joker is. He's 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 a joker. He's a joker. For me. Same yeah. same thing with Kevin Conroy. Absolutely. Kevin Conroy is Batman. Like, just so many times of me just like, uh, just seeing Batman, talking to Alfred or just like doing work on the computer in that iconic voice for me like that is Batman. Yeah. Going going back to that the earlier episode when we went over video games and Arkham, just the fact that they got Hamill and yeah, Conroy, yeah. Like, the continuity. You know, these, just, yeah, like, they know. You know. They know what's up. Like these guys, these guys know what they're doing. And the show also gave us Batman Beyond. Yeah. And Batman Beyond is great. Mm-hmm. And well, Batman Beyond was one of those uh, the other time where it was like, oh, this show's Batman Beyond now. I'm so upset. I don't want some like Spider Man kid, like Spider Batman. Like, yeah. No, I want and then just old man Batman. With Ace the Bat Hound, like it's such a callback to all, all other mediums. Like, oh, this show's so good, and it gets the way it intertwines back and loops back to Batman the Animated Series. They need to make a Batman Beyond uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, like, like a live, live action, action movie. You know, yeah. get Clint Eastwood before he dies and play Bruce Wayne, <laughs> old Bruce, old grumpy Bruce Wayne. Because well, I mean, I kind of feel like not not that they're doing Batman Beyond, but now that they're getting Keaton to come back as Batman, I think it could, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah, I should think that Clint Eastwood is more of that old grumpy Batman. Yeah, I mean now it's but I could yeah, but I could you know yeah no because like I can see him as that like Batman Beyond Batman like twenty years ago I thought Clint Eastwood was like Dark Knight Returns Batman mm. I was like to be doing the action <laughs> scenes you know to be doing the fight but yeah, yeah. I can see him now there. All right, so next on my list I have Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably the. Gr- the, one of the funniest shows of all time. My, I think in most people's list of comedy shows, yeah. Seinfeld's up there. Seinfeld's on my list, too. Yeah. Seinfeld's also on my list. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, there! That's our first commonality right yeah. there. I guess we can yada, yada, yada. Over <laughs> yada, this. yada, yada. <laughs> Next. <laughs> what? <laughs> I yada, 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 yada over the best part. You yeah. get me? That'd be a Seinfeld thing to do. So, so why Seinfeld? So, I grew up... Watch, I didn't grow up with cable, right? So... All I had growing up watching TV was uh, Warner Brothers, right? So they had The Simpsons. Yeah, the cartoons, right? But mm-hmm. then after that, like after I think four or five, it went on to the adult stuff. So yeah. we had The Simpsons, which was cool because as a child, like, all right, cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. But then after that, it'd be Seinfeld. And I grew up hating the show. I'm like, this show's not funny. There's nothing special about this show. I don't get it. And it wasn't until like my sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. that something clicked. Like I had nothing to watch because I didn't have cable. Right. It's a summer day, I'm bored. I'm like, All right, I watched the episode of um, which one was it? The Manhands one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And you know they they showed two episodes of Seinfeld back to back. I'm like, all right, the next episode caught my attention. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it again next tomorrow to see how it goes. And I watched it again, and dang. It just—I thought it was hilarious. It's some of the most, one of the most quotable quotes. I mean, shows of all time. Right. So yeah, I love it. I love the show. No, I definitely, I can definitely relate um, to your experience with that show being um, on local TV 
I just always saw it on it TV. Was always there. Yeah, yeah exactly. as a kid, like so, I'm like, okay, I'm just. Then people had it on all the time. I was mm-hmm. like, why is every like anywhere that I went, I was going to get a haircut. <laughs> no, and this guy right. just had yeah. it on. Yeah, it was everywhere I went. Oh, every, like, one of the reasons why he didn't like it at first. Uh-huh. Exactly, it was everywhere. And I'm like, I tried watching it. I tried watching it, and I'm like, that's not funny. What? And also, who are these people like laughing? It was one of the first yeah. things that I seen. I was like, uh-huh. who's people laughing? Like I was just like, I did not see the appeal of it. Mm. And I remember people always talking about it. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't until like in high school, my thing was my senior year, where I saw the same thing again. It was a rerun. I saw the episode where uh, George becomes a hand model. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching this episode. And then he goes through all these steps to protect his hands. Hands, yeah. And then at the end, just to get them ruined. And that for me was, I don't know why I just found it so funny. So I'm like, okay, let's check it out. And I started, I found a way to watch, I forgot how I started watching them, but I found a way to watch all of them. And I love, I have to do a rewatch at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Because every time I watch it, it's the same thing. I still die at the same jokes, even though I've heard them so many times before. It's awesome. I can rewatch that show so many times and I finally understood why that show was always on. Yeah. Everyone's TV. Yeah. It's so funny that we all had the same experience because... That's exactly how I was exposed to the show. Now, obviously, I was older than you guys, so I did understand the show. But I didn't understand all of it, you know, because I'm in high school. So um, there's adult stuff that I don't get. I'm not really understanding it. But it's, you know, when you watch that thing and you're like, this is funny, but I know that I'm like, I don't get all of it. So, like, I know that this is smarter than I am. Right. And so, yeah, but you're like, I can appreciate this is good. Because I'm not sure. Like, I know it's good. I can tell. But, I, I mean, I know it's good, but I can tell it's great. But I'm just not there yet. Yes. And sometimes when, like, artists, like, that was really good because I'm, I didn't capture it all. And so this almost didn't make my list because, like, it kept coming up in my mind. And I was like, no, I can't put it. I can't put it because I'm not, like, strong enough of a fan. Because I thought I didn't watch it all in order. Uh, you know, until recently, I literally didn't watch the whole thing sequentially till like just like maybe like two years ago or two, three years ago. Now we, we have streaming, you know, but it was always syndication. So it was always like mm. one day would be season three. The other day would be season six. Yeah. Like nothing made any callbacks to episodes I hadn't seen yet, yeah, you know. So it was like, so I was like, I'm not big enough fan because I didn't, I don't know the show as well as like a real fan. But I kept another, I would think of another show and it'd be like, it's not as good as Seinfeld. Mm. I would think about a show, it's not as good as Seinfeld. I was like, no, Seinfeld keeps beating everything else on my top 10. So yeah, so Seinfeld. And I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now as an adult. But like at that time, I remember I had a TV guide subscription and I would like, (laughs) and I, I, I don't know, we had a lot of magazines growing up, Entertainment Weekly and things like that. And every episode was like some cultural phenomenon. It was everything right. from like the double dip to, you know, the sponge to man hands. All of that stuff was like just part of the cultural colloquialisms. Like everything was now a term that you were going to hear all over, you know, yeah. the world. It was like it, it, memes before memes. Exactly. It's so like universal. Like people that you know, yeah, you don't know. It could be a stranger. Yeah. They'll make a reference and you'll understand it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. two people, I've seen that so many times where two people will make a joke. That has to do with Seinfeld. And at the time, I'm like, that's not... But I didn't realize at the time. I'm like, he just said something. They don't even know each other. Like, I, It was a random interaction that I was spectating. Mm-hmm. Then I'm watching Seinfeld. And then I'm like, that's what that guy said. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, th- like people... Like, this show is timeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can watch the show at any point, And it's just... It's fantastic. It's great viewing. I, I, I don't know what else to say, man. It's genius. I love that show, man. It's so good. Kramer's hilarious. Yep. Absolutely. The characters are another yeah, character, man. Like, and they're just perfectly cast. Like, yeah. It was a show because you know, growing up as as a guy, like a lot of my friends and I had the mentality of girls aren't funny. Right. Right. Yeah. Girls are not funny. Only guys are funny. Guy comedians are, are the funniest. Are funnier than girl comedians, right? Right. But Julia Louis Dreyfus on that show, she proved like. Growing up with that mentality, I'm like, no, yeah. maybe I think girls might be funny because Julia Louis Dreyfus is awesome <laughs> in that show. Yeah, absolutely. Her timing, her delivery, her her acting, like her, I just loved it. So it it just what, well, yeah, it just changed my mind. I remember I was watching it and I'm like, maybe I was watching the show and I'm like, maybe I should become a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't want to do this. I want to be Jerry Seinfeld, live in New York, and do stand-up. Yeah. But yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. Does that, well, does that, it's okay, so does that circle us back around to yeah, you? Yeah, back to me, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> well, that was one round. Um, I guess to continue on the Julia Louis-Dreyfus uh, theme, okay. my next show is Veep. Wow. Okay. I love this show. And I have, I, the reason why, so George and my sister or were trying to get me to watch the show after, you know, because they watch it as it was going on. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, man, I don't want to watch this, man. And then I watched like a few episodes. And I'm like, it's political stuff. I don't think I understand it. The only funny part is when they're cursing at each other. <laughs> I don't understand half of the stuff. I can't watch it. So I took a break from him. Like, I'm not going to watch it. And it wasn't until last year, the beginning of the pandemic, when I watched it, and I was like, wow, this show is amazing. What changed? I don't know, because even then, I still don't understand some of the political aspects of it. Right. But it's just the character. It's like, they introduce this one character, uh, Richard Splett, who <laughs> I think is the funniest. <laughs> I love that character so much. And I don't know, she's the characters, and I just like, yeah, I decided to give it a chance. I'm like, all right, let me push through this. Let me see if I can get over the fact that I don't understand what's going on. And most of the time I did. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was a lot of the cursing that I thought was hilarious, the insults, uh, what, how she did, how Selena insults characters like Jonah Ryan and and, and uh, Tony Hale's character. I forgot his name at the moment. Gary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I love that show so much. So like, m- my wife is a government teacher and you know I've always been politically minded. So I understand a lot more of it, but even then, I approach that show like the comedy version of like House of Cards yes. or um, West Wing, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna stop right now and I'm gonna go look up what they're talking about. You know, when they're discussing like legislature or like the process mm-hmm. of you know passing a a, a bill or, or some kind of government yeah. term. You know, uh, you know, attorney speak, etc. It's like, all right, I'll, I'm like googling while I'm watching the show, and I really appreciate that because it's like the same thing. It's like this show is smarter than and me, exactly. You know, and I couldn't tell you why it was yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny, right? But well, you, that, that was me and Seinfeld, right? Yeah. But it's also like educational too. Yeah, yeah. like I learned learning. what happens like if there's a tie for uh, for president mm-hmm. and how it, I learned what happens afterwards. Yeah, and I'm always like fact checking that stuff too because I'm like, is this real? Cause it sounds the, ridiculous, right? Yeah, and these shows, like, they present these situations that um, have never happened and probably won't happen, but it was like, then you look at them, you're like, oh, this, this is what would happen in this in this situation, and mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know that the people writing the show, they're doing their homework, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they put you to do homework. <laughs> and yeah, going back to Julie Louis-Dreyfus, man, she, her character, Selena Kyle, her acting as... Selena Kyle? Selena Kyle, well, Selena... <laughs> <laughs> What a oh, twist. Yeah. Selena Myers. Although that might be a good no. Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. Catwoman. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going somewhere with that. <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne, yeah. Um, I, you know, that year, that spit, when she was on the show, she literally nominated, dominated the award yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, she won Best Female Actress, like, multiple years in a row. Right. I thought that was insane. Mm-hmm. And she was up against some really competitive... You know, she was against Tina Fey, yeah. Amy Poehler. I mean, television in general has gotten so competitive yes. in recent years. But she just dominated all those all those awards. She won constantly. And I'm like, man. Because before the show, she only had two. She's only won an Emmy twice. Right. One for Seinfeld and one for The Adventures of Ultra Steam. Mm-hmm. But because of this, she now has nine Emmys. So she won seven years in a row. That's crazy. Or she's around in, she's incredible. In, yeah. But going like where I'm at with that show right now is where you were at at the beginning. Well, not necessarily right now because I remember I had watched, I had just finished like another uh, run of Seinfeld. I was like, man, she's so good. She's so good. Yeah. And then I started getting, and I was also watching House of Cards at the time. And I was like, man, can I combine both of these worlds? House of the House of Cards and and Seinfeld, the, and Seinfeld basically. And I was like, and I remember you guys had mentioned that you guys are always talking about it. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. I think I only got a couple episodes in. I think I was exactly the same point. I just, I was like, this is smarter than me. I can exactly, appreciate yeah. it, but it's like, I, I wasn't necessarily um, hooked in. And the, I just, some things happened that I just didn't follow through with it. Mm-hmm. But 
you guys have convinced me. I'm gonna put. I'm, it'll be the next thing that I watch because I've been trying to find something to watch, and there are things to watch. But there's so many things. I'll probably rewatch. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll rewatch it with you. There's so many options right now, yeah. and it's but the praise that it's gotten, and then just talking about it has reminded me of her greatness. Oh, yeah. And so I'm. I will. It's the top of my list now, yeah. so I'm gonna check it out. What about you? What's next on your show? So coming up next on my list is a show called Fringe. Oh, mm. wow. So Fringe, I remember watching um, with George. And Blink, you were there too, right? When we watched sometimes? I was there, but I never paid attention to Fringe. I mean, that's how it was with Lost. They were watching Lost a lot. Of- <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was so confused. But Fringe, um, that was a show that, that really got me. I'm, I mean, like I explained before, Firefly being something that was huge for me just really threw me into sci-fi, the sci-fi genre. And... I thought Fringe was was an excellent mix of kind of like being grounded mm. and but also kind of like um, fantastical in that world and just the bigger plot. Like obviously, we have the the Monster of the Week type of mm-hmm. uh, show episodes. But yeah, especially at first. Yeah, yeah. Like the first season, it, it, it takes don't uh, don't get me wrong. Like it takes a little to get into, but second season, it's just it's some of the best TV in my opinion, and just the. The big arc, yeah. The over the overall the overarching arc, I guess you would say, just, uh, just captures you and and I just thought it was fantastic. The characters, over time and and people can say what they want about maybe season four and season five. I really? think really that's a thing. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people like kind of like be mixed on it. I enjoyed that whole show. So, the story of Fringe is like a story of two shows to me. Because I'm the kind of person who prefers the overarching narrative versus the like the case of the week. Especially because I remember at that time, I was watching like 10 shows that were all cases of the week. Mm. And it was just like, like person of interest starts that way. Oh, that's another one. You know, there's a, um, there's just some, there was a, like Flash, the CW superhero shows, yeah. Arrow. They were doing like, you know, villain of the week case of the week and i was like watching like 10 shows and, and i'm like man it's all like procedurals like everything is like ci uh csi except it's with superheroes or sci-fi or whatever you yeah. know but it echoes that first season echoes what one of my wife's favorite shows x files she was like this is what x files was like and, like she grew up with x files and i never i didn't really watch x files growing yeah. up i saw some of it now as an adult i'm still not even done with it but um then it became about the broader universe and I was like, oh, man, you pick, like you sold me on the case of the week? Because by the end of season one, I was like, this show's... Because it was still great. Yeah, this show's awesome. Like, bring it, you know? But then it became a long extended narrative. It was and I was like, oh, this show's even, this show's even more fantastic. Mm. Than, and then I remember, like, the problem with Fringe is that it would go through these long hiatuses. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, we're not starting the season now because it was almost, it was like that show was always getting canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, it was, oh, is this a Fox show as well? Yeah, this yeah. is a Fox, Fox show. Yeah, it's canceling our favorites. Yeah, so it was like, oh, it's probably gonna get canceled. And then the creators like, I don't care, I'm gonna write it like I'm gonna continue. So I feel like maybe during that time period where you said season four or five, like the story seemed like it was dragging or extended, mm-hmm. but I, but it wasn't because the creator was really specific, like. I have an end goal, and I'm not going to start writing the end goal until it's time to write the end goal. So he would keep extending the story, even in the face of like imminent, imminent yeah. uh, cancellation. And I respect that. Yeah, and I totally respect that. So I was in it for the long haul, and by and where it ends up, I think it all circles back. Like it's just a great narrative. It's just a great narrative. And I think people, I think people don't understand. Like they don't really, um, they don't know that information. Like I, I didn't know that information. Mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy season four and five. Right. But I think the people that, the the people that may not necessarily like it, they weren't all watching it as it was coming out. I mm-hmm. think they were watching it toward like after. Right. And, but that was a really good piece. I did, I have no idea of that. Yeah. And that, that really just makes me mad props. Yeah, mad props in that respect. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how much you like sci-fi. I just realized you, babe, you really like sci-fi. I love sci-fi. Wow. 
I don't know why I just realized that right now. I mean, yeah. I've known you so long. I'm like, whoa, he really likes sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi and, and fantasy. Like, I mean, mm. the pillars, my pillars yeah. are like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like the, the origin of fandom, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, next up, my list, all right, and I don't know if this will be on yours. Again, it's a more recent show, but it's done. It's in the can. It's wrapped up so I can reflect on the show as a whole. It's Daredevil. And here, oh. and here it comes to complete <laughs> the trinity of fandom is superheroes, yeah. which is also on my list. Uh-huh. So it was also on your list. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So Daredevil, this show is almost immaculate. Yeah, I and, agree. Yeah, I and agree. I hear and I hear some people nitpick certain aspects of it. How dare they? And I was like, I don't hear a complaint. Like, like they'll be like, oh, but this and that, and I'll be like, no, but that's that's a do, good thing. Do you that's know one off the top of your head? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people complained in season about season two, mm-hmm. which when it came out, I thought, what are you talking about? Season two is great. I mean, what? In my opinion, season two is better. Season, season two is the yeah, best. Yeah, season two is better than one. No, I think three might be the best one. Really? Uh, I think three might be the best one. It's not my favorite because I'm so skewed because I love the Punisher and yeah. Electro. So, like, once you have those three things on a show at the same time, ah, you're the best. Yeah. And then they, like, with season two, they, I was like, the only thing this is missing is Kingpin. And then they bring him back mm. and it was like, okay, this is the greatest he show. Convinced me. Season you two know? might be the season, best one. So, yeah. it's my favorite, but I do, I do agree that season three, arguably, like, artistically, maybe better than narrative that yeah. they tell. But man, season two is no, so No, if someone cool. says season three is their favorite season, I'm not going to knock it for it. No exactly, way. right. The, the other thing is, um, that, the supernatural elements, I think. that That's what some of the complaints are in season two. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, the hand and the resurrections and all that. And I'm like... That's setting you... up for the defenders. Well, it's not even just that, though. Like, do you read Daredevil? Like, do you know Daredevil? Like, it's so, it's so Frank Miller. Like, all that stuff. Like, it's like... Also, you have to establish, like, resurrection and stuff like that. Because you, once you introduce Elektra, the only thing anyone is thinking is about her dying and yeah. coming back. Yeah. Like, it's... So, I mean... I really don't understand it. I, I mean... I respect it to each their own, but season two with the Punisher and the way it spins off into a Punisher series that also yeah, did not disappoint. Sh- you know, because one thing about those Netflix shows is they didn't all sustain their quality. <laughs> no, I think that was only yeah. those two. Yeah, I mean, Je- Jessica Jones, I love season one. Season Jessica one. Jones, you know what I mean? Great. And the then, first half of, of uh, Luke Cage right. is great. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then they. I yeah, I hear some people. You know, they don't like um, the second half of Luke Cage. I think it's fine. I think you're right that Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth was the the show. Yeah, the first half of the series. I still think it ends off. You know, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't stick the landing completely. Right. I I like season one. I think like from that point on, some of the other shows had to really kind of convince you why they're why Mm -hmm. they were having a season two. You know, but Daredevil, it was like they had this perfect trilogy. Like it was like basically season one is Man Without Fear, the Miller origin story. Season two is all the Elektra, the Punisher stuff. It's also heavily influenced by Miller's run. And then season three is basically Born Again. Born again yeah. And then like, and an extended bullseye origin. Oh, like, where I wasn't even sure where it was going because at first I didn't know, I didn't even know like, who was going to be bullseye. I was like, is it this police officer? Is it this guy? Is, oh, are, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. are we telling a bullseye yeah. story? Is bullseye in this? And then like, he emerges... Like, and so much of the origin that he tells is, is like, they're deep cuts where I was, like, fact-checking everything. I was like, is this from the books? Did they make this up? It's, like, such deep cuts on Bullseye's origin. Like, season three is basically Bullseye's origin story. Mm-hmm. He's not Bullseye till the season is over. Yeah. yeah. Which is, the last episode, pretty which much. is my one gripe. It's not the show's fault, but the show's, they're thus canceled, and we never get to see mm-hmm. Bullseye be Bullseye. But, wow, they sold me on Bullseye in a way that, like, I love Bullseye, you know, in the comics, but wow, the character development and just having Daredevil versus Daredevil. I mean, I don't know. It was such it it was such a fresh spin on a classic tale. I mean, the series does not disappoint for me all the way through. I remember, you know, every time a show gets canceled, its fans go online and try to sign petitions. Right? Mm-hmm. There's so many shows that get canceled, right? right. I'm like, I never did any of that stuff, but for Daredevil, <laughs> I actually did. I signed a petition. I signed multiple petitions. Um, I don't know which one's the official I one. I don't know which one's Yeah, it. I just wanted to make sure that they bring back that show, and I'm so excited that they're at least bringing back, rumored, right? Yeah. Charlie Cox and, uh, I can't pronounce the last name. How do we feel about the... that? We feel like we have faith that that's a real thing that's happening? Like, I'm not going to hold my breath. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I will always have hope. I, yeah. I, pr- I pray it does happen, but at the end of the day, 
Yeah. Never really know. Never and I, know. I'm not, I can't put my hopes I don't up. Know. I feel like Marvel doesn't disappoint us. And it, 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 it's... I mean, it's different, like, quality of the stuff you're making, but also to harken back to something you did. Exactly. It's, it's, it's it different to bring it back. But, man, this is... I, I can't imagine someone no. else playing Daredevil. Yeah, you, like, you, you got the rights back to for Daredevil. Right. You need to have Daredevil. And it's almost like I love... Because it connects multiple uh, heroes like Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, and it's almost like I love Daredevil, but I'd almost rather not see any more Daredevil than than see someone else play Daredevil. You know? And that might be selfish because they might get someone and it's amazing and whatever, but man, I really don't see it. Charlie Cox is perfect. Well, um, no. Um... Wilson Fisk played by Vincent DeFore. D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio. It's like, I don't see him. Like, yeah, I don't see them. Exactly. That's why I can't imagine them because yeah, it's just without them. so perfect and I it too gone too soon. That's yeah. What it is. Gone too soon. So if you're going to revisit those characters, I really want those, them in those roles. Even if we lose some of the other stuff. Although I'll gladly take all of it. Even Iron Fist. Uh, like, I'm glad he, if I have to keep all of it to get them, then did I'll you, Did you ever finish season two of Iron Fist? I didn't finish it. I, I, I didn't even watch I it. I, I did. Two episodes the funny thing about that, I think season two was actually better than season I heard one. That, yeah. I heard that, yeah. Yeah. And then I think that the ending is like a pitch for some season three that sounds like it could be great, but because it kind of like hints at a lot of the Matt Fraction run oh, of, of Iron Fist. And I was like, oh, awesome. this is a awesome. great. I'm glad awesome. you had this idea. Yeah. Two minutes left in the show before it gets canceled, but yeah, it's 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 uneven. All right, who's next? No, like I uh, oh, like I said, I think the Daredevil show on Netflix is the Dark Knight of all superhero shows. That's yeah, my, that's my high praise for it. That is high praise, and I will not. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching the Flash show because they were both coming out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, I told you, like, I can't watch this after watching Daredevil. I can't watch this CW produced crap. I mean, jeez, well, wow. <laughs> that's how. No, that's how. Tell us how you really whoa, feel. Whoa, that's whoa, how whoa, mad whoa. I was after. <laughs> I'm like, that's I mean, the quality of this. Com- yeah, that's always an interesting idea. I always feel like you don't have to put anything down to elevate no, yeah. anything. But that's but how I felt like, at the moment. I can, it can be kitsch and it can be like, you know, low budget and I can just like judge it in its own realm. Like, But I understand. Oh, you're that's right. how I felt at the moment. This is the apex versus like, it's like when you find, you know, that right person to share your life with. You're like, I don't want to see anybody. I, I understand that. Exactly. I want to marry Daredevil. Yeah. You want to put a ring on Daredevil, the Netflix series. Exactly. Yes. Alright, so the last show on my list, uh, talking back to me, you know, growing up thinking that women aren't funny, this show convinced me that women are hilarious, like the top tier. I mean, there's only two, though. Um, But my favorite show, one of my favorite shows of all times is Dirty Rock. I love that show so much. It's... I think Tina Fey is one of the greatest comedy writers of all time absolutely yes and her i put her and to me like the holy trinity of comedy of female comedians is like tina fey amy poehler and uh julia louis dreyfus and i just think it's funny that julia louis dreyfus does play tina fey sometimes on the episode especially oh yeah on the live episodes of 30 rock so yeah i should love 30 rock it's so out of nowhere like outlandishly hilarious yeah so silly as well mm-hmm. like that werewolf werewolf bar mitzvah that's one of the best jokes <laughs> one of the ever, best though. jokes ever and the cool thing about that show is that about that joke is was the song was written by donald glover mm-hmm. so i'm like man just shows you like this guy has range too yeah um but yeah i just love that show so much i think i think it's a one it's arguably up there for me for Seinfeld as funniest shows of all time. Yeah, wow. Um, I had the same thing. Like so many of these comedies, I see them in syndication first. So it's like it's, when I was watching it as it was going. Yeah, I definitely did not. So like I saw it in syndication, it was like all out of order, and mm-hmm. so like I jumped into it. It was still running, mm-hmm. so like I started watching it as it happened, but I was already behind. Like I had seen some random stuff and over, so it wasn't until I sat and like. It's, it's just like Seinfeld in the sense that some of those callbacks, they're so funny. Mm-hmm. But to have that kind of chronology in in a sitcom is so rare. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing about like the shows that are smart. Like those smart comedies where you have to watch them in order from the beginning yeah. to really appreciate them. And that was 30 Rock for me. Yeah, 30 Rock. It's another one I've been sleeping on, man. 
Definitely. I there's another thing I had I was watching the first couple episodes and just didn't I just didn't follow through with it. So in your opinions, would you say I should start with Veep or Thirty Rock? I'm trying to think what's shorter. They're both seven seasons. Uh, I think Veep probably has fewer episodes. I think you should probably go with Veep. Veep? Yeah. yeah. Especially since it was already in your queue. Like, you tried it already, so this will be your second attempt. Yeah. 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 You move through each of them pretty fairly quickly. Yeah. I mean, I hear it. Okay, so the three, I think, that I've... The com- three comedies that I've been trying... Well, not really trying, but that I want to... Um... Take on the challenge for is Veep, 30 Rock, and Modern Family. Because mm-hmm. Modern Family, I watched. Well, I, I watched I watched Modern Family. I just didn't keep up with it. Right. I think Modern yeah. Family, I think the. I think that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, but it kept on doing but, well. Yeah. I remember I saw the first season and I was laughing. I love that show. Every that show was episode. genius. It did. I do think that there was like a low. Those were like, mm, we don't really know where we're going. Like the characters are growing and we're not really sure. But it picks up again. There was, we were watching it week to week. So we're like, some people tell me like, oh, I just lost it. Like we lost it. But then when the season over, I would actually go back and watch the whole season and catch up waiting for the next season. So I got to finish it on. I think it sustains pretty well. It's genius at first. It's like good in the middle and it gets pretty good. It ends in a really nice note, especially because towards the end, it becomes about like, look at this journey that we've had yeah. with these people. Because it, it, it runs a really long time. Like, and I think sometimes we grew up with shows and when we're younger, we really feel the growing up, Mm -hmm. but like time moves faster when you're older. And I was like, oh yeah, it's been so many years that we've spent with these characters. Like these, these kids grew up and they're adults now and they have their own families. And I didn't even, I didn't even watch it happen. Like I didn't, I watched it happen and I didn't realize it. But where did time was happening? Yeah. So I'm going to jump in with mine because I know I'm not going to get a ton of feedback on mine. I want to piggyback off what Link said. Um, because you, you guys probably haven't seen this. It's a show called Soap. Have you guys ever heard about this? I, well, yeah, watched it with you. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Younger. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I had shared this with, because this was a sitcom. This was a sitcom that um, was, it shaped sitcoms for me. This is one of the first sitcoms. They used to give it on Comedy Central, like, in the evening, and after, like, cartoons were done, I didn't have anything to watch, and I don't know how I ended up on Comedy Central, and I was watching this show, and it was, like, it's a, it's a mock soap opera, yeah. so it's a comedy, soap, yeah. yeah, it's a sitcom about a soap opera, and it has, like, all the tropes, and uh, the reason why I wasn't sure any of you guys had seen it was because I had to track this down on DVD, and, like, they didn't have all of it in order to rewatch this, because I rewatched this with my wife when we were, you know, dating in college, but... Yeah, we watched it through Netflix. Oh, they have, do, do they still have it on Netflix? No, like the... the oh, they Netflix, the DVD, discs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I had to rent the discs. Oh, what so, a time. Wow. Yeah. So they were sending me the discs at home and I would watch it. So, um, like Billy Crystal's on it. Billy Crystal, yeah. Yeah. That, that was my first exposure to Billy Crystal. I always loved Billy Crystal. And it had such adult topics. And I was a kid, like, growing up. And it's funny because we think about sometimes we're shocked about the things that like kids see and watch nowadays. No, they've been watching that stuff. Yeah, we yeah, like we were doing it and it was like and you get some of it and you don't get some of it Mm -hmm. and you learn about it for the first time and everything. But it would just get more and more ridiculous as the years progress. Like it would be like alien invasions and amnesia (laughs) and like, you know, all all that crazy stuff that like those soap opera it would just go off the rails. And I'll always remember that it just ends in a cliffhanger. Because I believe the show just gets canceled. But as a kid, I didn't understand that. So I was just like, this show ends for no reason. Like, this show ends with, like, a super cliffhanger. And everyone's life is in danger. And, like, that's how they decided to end the show. And I was like, I don't know if I hate it or if it's genius. You know? <laughs> and that was just, I'll always remember that. Like, the, the you know, that, like, the lady and the tiger. The two doors. Which one do you walk through? And we'll never know. That was my first experience with with that, so that was soap, and I wanted to jump in because I wasn't sure if I was gonna get any feedback. No, no, I, I remember watching some of the episodes with you and my sister while you guys were dating, and I thought it was funny, but I didn't keep, you know, I didn't keep up with it as much as you guys did. But it, it you know, it was cool to see where Billy Crystal uh, started his career, so that, I really enjoyed that. Okay, well, actually, so that's that. That's yeah, actually everything. Had, yeah, because we had Seinfeld 
Oh, that's right. Well, we had Daredevil, so. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Daredevil. We had Daredevil. Okay, so Gabe's list is done too. All so. right. I guess what we can do really quick is, we've been doing it this whole time. Let's recommend someone, uh, our listeners, uh, a show from our list for them to watch during the summer. Okay. So, I, at least from my list, my comedy list, I recommend um, Flight of the Concords. Not a lot of people have watched it. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Super short. It's on HBO. Two seasons. Um, hilarious. Taika Waititi is one of the producers in it. Jermaine Clemens. And it's awesome, man. They end up forming another show called What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, but a it, that's a great honorable mention. That's, that's oh, yeah. I love that show. But yeah, so check it out. I know you guys will enjoy it. Very dry sense of humor. So if you like that, I recommend it. What about you, Gabe? For me, I recommend uh, Firefly because I feel like a lot of the shows that I mentioned are pretty popular, so mm. a lot of people have seen it. Right. Firefly, I mean, Firefly is also very popular, but I mean, if you're not necessarily looking for it, you won't really know what it is. Right. So I, I would definitely recommend Firefly. I think it's streaming on Hulu. It's only one season. Yeah. Right. So Firefly, and then I check out the movie Serenity. Yes, yeah. you have to. It's like, like series Firefly. Finale, it's so. the series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna watch Firefly. Awesome, awesome. Well, I would recommend Batman the Animated Series because for the mm. first time ever, I think mm. it's readily available to almost everyone. Yes. If you have HBO Max, or if your grandparents have AT and T, and they don't know that they have HBO Max, please make them an account. All right. <laughs> HBO Max has all of Batman the Animated Series. It's a, it's your one-stop shop for DC. Do not watch them in the order that they're on HBO Max. Look up a list for the chronological order. Sense, yeah. yeah, because the show will not make sense. Like, Robin will be there, and then, like, he won't be there, and then they'll introduce Robin, okay? So, look up a list, watch it. If uh, um, What is it? Life hack or pro tip. Uh, DuckTales. Uh, Gravity Falls, other shows, always look up, especially in animation, what order they're supposed to be watched in. Because they love to syndicate them in the wrong order. Yeah. All right? So always look up, make sure that you're watching these episodes in order. Avatar, when I say Avengers. Oh, they do the same thing with Avatar? Yeah. But that's just like like how I felt like when I was watching it as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) It was every random, there was no cohesiveness to the story. It was just like, all right, what are we going to watch today? Right. Oh, this person's here next episode. And they would be like, they would be back-to-back episodes, but they wouldn't even follow Mm -hmm. in sequential order. And I was like... Huh, okay. Yeah. With that being said, don't replicate that experience, okay? Yeah. You can you can do better. But if you're not into animation, then I would say uh, Seinfeld. Watch it really quick before it leaves Hulu. It'll be on Netflix, so that actually might be more accessible for most people yeah. in the future. But wherever you are, just be aware it's on Hulu now, and it'll be in Netflix in the yeah, future. Yeah, like I think it's in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, very soon. So very soon, yeah. Just get started on it. You will not regret it. Yeah. All right, guys. So join us back next week when we talk about our top five favorite films of all time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day and see you. All right. Until then, keep on searching.